the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Hello and welcome back to Together for Good. This show is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio as part of our mission to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by encouraging and funding health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. Through Together for Good, we connect our audience to the great work these organizations do in our community. To kick off our show today, I thought I'd introduce myself. I'm Katie Fulkerson, now two-time guest host of Together for Good. I've had the honor of filling in for Cody Knowlton uh, once before in 2023, and I am super excited to get to do it again in the new year. Today, we're going to talk about children with disabilities and their families. Caring for a child with a diagnosed disability sets families on an unexpected journey. Our society normalizes families with typical health needs, and so it's hard to visualize what the future will hold when a child first receives a diagnosis or hits an important milestone. Medical care and needed supplies are often different for children with disabilities and are often more expensive and harder to find. As a child transitions into their adult years, disabilities can create specific needs that make the transition harder for both the child and the parent. A powerful resource in San Antonio for families of children with disabilities is Any Baby Can, or ABC. And today, we have ABC's president and CEO, Elise Bernal, in studio to tell us more. Under Elise's leadership, the organization has provided approximately $2 million in aid annually to special needs families in Bear and surrounding counties. She was a 2023 San Antonio Business Journal 40 Under 40 honoree. Wow. Most importantly, Elise is the proud mom of a spirited six-year-old, Zan. Welcome, Elise. I'm ready to get started. Are you ready? Yes, thank you. Awesome. Before I dive into some questions, give us a history first of ABC. When did it start? How did it start? And all the details. It has a great history. We've been around for over 40 years now, and we're really born out of need. So we started out of Christa Santa Rosa. A nurse by the name of Marion Sokol was helping families that were walking out of the hospital looking lost that had just been given these really serious diagnoses, and they were having to take care of medically fragile children and not knowing how to do that. And so Marion kind of took them under her wing, connected them to care, and by word of mouth, 
started getting busier and busier with more families coming to her, so much so that the hospital had to give her a trailer in the parking lot. And then from a trailer in the parking lot started the organization in 1982, and we're still around since then because the need is still very large. And as you mentioned earlier, families that have children with special health care needs are facing a whole host of challenges and barriers that they have to go through. All right. So walk us through some of the stages. What state are families usually in when they come to any baby can? And then are there common stages where families run out of resources and need to seek outside help? Most of the time, we're getting families who are very overwhelmed. They're afraid. Every parent wants the best possible future for your child, but when you're unsure what that future looks like for your child, it can be very fearful, it can feel very lonely, it can feel very scary. And so the whole purpose of Any Baby Can is to stand alongside these families and say, you're not going to have to do it alone. We're going to help you start a plan step by step over all the things you're needing, and we're going to help remove some of those barriers. And I should back up and say what we actually do is um, we help families who have children between the ages of 0 and 17 with any medical diagnosis or a suspicion of. That also includes mental health diagnoses through case management services, so getting them the things they need if they're having issues with insurance. We have a prescription assistance program. We have an autism services program, and then we have a bereavement program. So in those four different areas, we are really helping to guide these families one-on-one and hold their hand and customize a plan to their need because no family comes to us with the same challenge. It's very different depending on who we're serving in the need of the child. Okay, so let's start with a a family comes in with a child with a recent medical diagnosis. How much information do they actually receive from the healthcare providers? And then are they able to get the information they need? Or are they given a diagnosis and then just set adrift? I wish I could tell you they're walking out of the hospitals with everything they need. But the fact of the matter is that that's really not happening. So They are getting the immediate needs taken care of. Um, And if they're lucky enough to get a diagnosis, some of our families struggle to get a diagnosis when challenges present themselves. And so we'll step in in that case and say, we're going to help you get access to a physician or to a clinic so that you can get a diagnosis, which will unlock the care and the support that you need, right? Um, But unfortunately, families... The healthcare system is complicated. That's a whole other show for a whole other day. Um, but when families are walking away with these diagnoses or challenges, there's more questions than there are answers. And there is a good amount of information out there. There is a lot of expertise. But when you are a family, especially if you're a working family trying to support your family, it's a full-time job trying to keep up with all of that. So that's really where we try to come in and consolidate that help and support. And if we're not the ones that can do it, we're going to ensure that it happens with another partner, which is another thing that we really pride ourselves on is working with the community and the network of resources and support that exists here to make sure that families are covered in all of the areas that they're struggling with. Let's talk about some of the financial consequences of a medical diagnosis that the general public might not be aware of. Yeah. So this is acknowledging that our city, our county, and surrounding counties, especially the rural areas, have high poverty rates. And Texas also is the most uninsured state in the country. So compounding that in the need with special challenges and special needs, it's extremely expensive. So 
one of the main challenges that we see with our families, not just the stress and the time of taking care of your child, and that's if you have one. We have families that have multiple children with special health care needs, and it's never just one diagnosis. It's usually several different diagnoses. The care that it takes to take care of a child costs money. So if you can't afford to hire somebody, and many families can't, full-time care, you have to be the caregiver. And we see a lot of families struggling economically because if one parent or a family member in the household has to exit the job market or the workforce to take care of their child, they're losing a significant amount of their earning ability. Those who are able to work are paying a lot of money in insurance and the cost of the care. And when you're doing that, and in many cases, these are chronic illnesses, so it's not one and done, we got through this, we're good. You're doing this over the lifespan of a child's life. Um, It's a huge economic stressor. So that's why we try so hard to get families prepared for when the child is no longer a child. You know, what, what kind of supports are you going to have for your child when the parents and caregivers are no longer around? What kinds of legal steps do we need to be taking in financial things, which is why financial health and planning is so important, um, do our families need? And so we really try to be holistic when not just dealing with the main health care challenge that they're dealing with, but all the other things that compound when you're dealing with something like cancer in a baby or an eight-year-old who has cerebral palsy, um, a child that has autism and maybe has a very severe form of that, right? So it's, it's, those are the kinds of things that we're seeing on a daily basis. Wow. What are some bureaucratic challenges faced by ABC families? Well, I would say we do a lot of assistance with um, health insurance companies. No health insurance plan or company is the same. It's not all bad, but it's not all great. You know, there are certain barriers to the different copays, or we'll cover this, but not that. So there's some things there that, that we have to step in. Um, the cost of medical equipment is a big one. So we have lots of requests for cranial helmets for babies. And there's a clock on that. A lot of these babies that have a diagnosis that requires them to have a cranial helmet have to get it before they turn a year old. Many of those helmets cost between three to $5,000 each. And so we see that a lot of the bureaucratic part is who's paying for what, what am I responsible for, what is the insurance plan responsible for, and how do we make that work? And many times that can delay the care or the, you know, the treatment that a child needs. We do find some of that bureaucratic red tape. But we also find ourselves being successful at helping them get care faster by giving them the time and the support they don't have because, again, it's a full-time job being a caregiver to not just a child, but anybody who has a special health care issue. Society. We know that there are stressors that come from pressure of those around us. What are some of the stressors that families with disabled children have to deal with? What will others think of my child? Will they be bullied? Are they going to have a future? Will I be around to protect them? As a parent, I think that's probably one of the scariest things is, you know, you can't be around to protect your children in all areas. But if they're very vulnerable, are they susceptible to being taken advantage of? And we, we do hear that a lot from parents. You know, dirty looks in the classroom, going in public and feeling like everybody's staring at us. Um, when all any parent really wants, but especially a parent of a special needs child, is my child is fine. There's nothing wrong with my child. My child is just like yours. They're just different. So we do see a lot of that. But on the other hand, 
you do see more awareness around things like autism and you do see more campaigns around disabilities and being more accessible. And those things really help. It helps for our society to be, and especially as the church, to be more open to all different kinds of abilities that we don't all come in the same size and shape, right? And to normalize that, because that is one of the things that our families do struggle with. And, you know, where will my child be? Can I be there to help them? I'm not always going to be there. Will they be accepted? Those are some of the biggest concerns that we get. Definitely. The sense of belonging is something we all want, whether there's a disability or not. That's something we all crave, along with community. Absolutely. Let's talk about how a child's disability affects the whole family. And we're talking, you mentioned some families have more than one child. And it's it's a lot to deal with just one child without a disability. But adding that on, what does ABC offer for those families? We have a sibling support group program that has continued to grow. And that is for the siblings in the household who have a sibling that has a special health care need. It's to help the siblings that don't have a special health care need better understand the sibling that does and to not feel so alone. We do often hear, well, brother or sister gets so much attention from mom and dad and everybody's always worried about, mom, you know, brother or sister. But because there's nothing wrong with me, I'm just kind of over here. So we have support groups for those siblings to really find a place of belonging. And that really, really helps. Um, Yeah, families need to stay together during these really difficult challenges, but it's very hard when one member or more has, like I said, 24-7 challenges that have to be met. There's not enough time, so respite is important. Um, But that is something that families do have to deal with is how do we stay together, safe, happy, healthy, and show the right amount of attention to all of the, the folks in our family when we have somebody who needs most of our attention. Thank you for listening to Together for Good. If you're just joining us, I'm your guest host, Katie Fulkerson, and this show is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Today, I'm talking with Elise Bernal, president and CEO of Any Baby Can, and we're talking about the ways ABC helps families navigate the tricky waters of disability diagnoses. So let's get back to where we're talking about how ABC works with families and siblings, but I want to transition over and talk about autism. That's something we are becoming more and more aware of. It's affecting more and more families. So we know it's a big focus of your services, and how did that come about? We get asked that question a lot. How did any baby can come to develop a program specifically tied to one diagnosis. And that is because autism has been the primary diagnosis or challenge that the families who come to us are facing. So 60 to 65% of the clients we see are coming to us with an autism diagnosis or a suspicion of. And we started realizing way back, you know, 20, 30 years ago when there wasn't nearly as much information or awareness as there is now about autism, how little support and resources that existed in the community around autism. And even now, it's a lot better. There's still a huge shortage of specialists that can diagnose you. There's still a long waiting list to get that diagnosis. And because of that, we understand that families have a lot of practical issues that they have to address now, like how do you toilet train a nonverbal three-year-old? 
Or how do you help a child who is going to high school and becoming an adult understand what is happening to their body and the world around them when the way they communicate and receive information is extremely different from the way you or I would receive and give communication, right? So we have very practical classes that help them do that, but also help our families prepare you know, the world for their child. There is um, so much is not designed for people with disabilities and people who are on the spectrum. But I think the more we're talking about it and the more we're training, because we have two components to our training. That is to train the families who are, are raising children with autism to advocate for their rights, to get the resources they need to help manage challenging behaviors. And then it's also training the community. So we will get requests from businesses all over and schools asking, please train our employees, please train our teachers, uh, including the San Antonio Police Department, please train our police officers on what autism is and how we can better understand our friends on the spectrum. So that's what we've been focused on right now in our program. We've had that program for over probably 25 years now. And it started off out of the need, but also it was very organic in that parents were asking us to do this because there wasn't a lot of help at the time. That's amazing how much educational um, service that you offer to the community, not just to the people that come to ABC. That's so important. What are some of the greatest concerns of the parents that come to you with children that have autism? It's going to be similar to what we were talking about earlier, which was, will my child be accepted? Will they be treated fairly? Will they get a fair shot? I think that's some of the things that we hear about the most. And also, again, when I'm not here, who's going to be there to help guide my child? Um, And that is part of our training and our support is let's go through that then. Let's talk that through. What does that look like? Is there a guardianship? Is that needed? Who are the next of kin? What is our plan to make sure that we can um, have your child be as successful as possible when they're going out into the world. The other thing is disabilities is not a death sentence. Disabilities is different. Uh, you may need some accommodations, but people can live perfectly wonderful lives with acceptance and care, right? And so that's really what we focus. We try to focus more on what they can do as opposed to what they can't do. So I want to jump to, because you were talking about helping them transition into either the parents, you know, start to worry what happens if if I pass, who's going to take care of my child. But talk to me about how you equip some of these children who are now approaching adulthood with skills to navigate society on their own. Right. And so we do have some incredible partners that help train and equip adults. Um, The ARC of San Antonio is a phenomenal organization. While we specialize in children 18 and under, we can hand families off to the ARC and they will help them if they need more long-term support. So we always try to say, before you age out, we need to make sure you know where to go for help at this point. Um, What accommodations to ask for if you're going into the workforce or if you're going to college, what accommodations does the school need to know? Here are all the questions to ask that you don't know to ask. That's always the biggest thing is uh, when families are leaving us, they're always saying, we didn't even know what we needed until, you know, anybody can sit down with us and told us, do we have this? Do we have that? Do we have this? And so it puts them in a better place for the child's future. So that's really what we try to focus on is, is what does success look like? And it is going to be different for every family. Can you tell us when the unfortunate happens, when there's a tragedy, and now the family is dealing with loss, what are some of the bereavement support offerings? This is probably our lesser known program, but we've been doing this since the beginning. We have a bereavement program. 
And that helps families who have lost children between, we say, uh, gestation to 18 for any cause. It doesn't have to necessarily be related to a special health care need. The reason why this program came about was that when we were case managing and supporting some of our families, um, sometimes the child would not make it and those families would lose that child. And we did not feel right saying, I'm sorry you lost your child, you know, be on your way. We said, we're going to help you through this. We're going to help you through this loss. So what we do is we help with funeral assistance. We help with urns, caskets. We also help with uh, grief counseling, up to six sessions with a licensed grief counselor at no cost to the family, specifically um, specializing in losing a young child. And unfortunately, this program is continuing to grow year after year. We saw last year the numbers double from the prior year. And what we're finding is it is a very unique program in that it helps the the families. The Children's Bereavement Center does a great job helping children who've lost parents. We support the parents who've lost children. And so we work together on that front. But I can tell you that we believe that life is truly special regardless if they weren't able to make it and that every child deserves to have a dignified farewell and that for their life and legacy to be remembered. And that's really the purpose of this program. But to also stand alongside those parents and say, you're not alone. You will get through this. We're here to help you find that new normal. Because I can't even imagine the pain that goes through these families. We have a memorial, an annual memorial. In October, we had 400 families who had lost children. And they bring the photos. And you would think it was a sad scenario. You would think, oh, this is really dark and just kind of heavy. And it wasn't. It was a celebration of life. It was, my child is not forgotten. We're honoring them and we're remembering them and we're standing together in support of each other. So it is uh, one of my, my board chair always says, it's the best, worst thing we do. It is such a beautiful lifeline, but you wish it didn't have to exist. But unfortunately, families go through a loss and we're here to help them go through that, um, whatever that looks like. I'd like to hear a client story. You know, and you can pick from any of the areas that we've talked about today that you might want to share, something that's touched you or that is fresh on your mind. Goodness, I've been with the organization for three years now. So there's there's been so many stories that stick out. But I'm never going to forget uh, the story of a two-year-old child that we helped who was constantly crying and crying and crying. And the mom kind of being at her wits end saying, there's something wrong. We need to figure out what this is, had kind of been turned away from certain doctors that said, well, I think this is just a child that's overstimulated. I think we think this is behavioral. And she knew something else was behind this. She said, no, I think my child is in pain. We need to understand what's going on. We helped her find another doctor. And the baby was eventually uh, diagnosed with, I think it's called Healers-Downslow, which is a disease where the ligaments in the joints are sort of kind of pulled apart. And so the baby was feeling that sensation and because he can't talk, was crying all the time. And so we were able to help find a doctor that could give the diagnosis and then the care and the treatment so that the baby could be comfortable. And so I believe he's probably six years old right now and doing really well, but it felt just amazing to see that we were able to stand by this mom when she was really in a tough spot and provide relief to this child. And I'll, I'll never forget that because I think 
working in nonprofit is difficult. <laughs> it, you have to raise money, raise the profile of your organization. You have to do a lot of hustling. But it's stories like that that make it worth it <laughs> every single day. Exactly. Exactly. Well, talk to us about how the community can help ABC. What are some of your needs? Gosh, I mean, it can be anything from volunteering. It can be we have a, an annual walk for autism every April that has 6,000 people come. It is a phenomenal event because the community comes and supports the autism community. And we have heard time and time again from our families and children that, wow, we've never felt so supported. There are other people like us and people who want to support us. That's one way. Um, of course, donations and volunteering is always a big way to do it. But if you know somebody who needs help, um, and any of the things that we've talked about today resonate, then refer those families to us. We we want to be a blessing. We're here to be a beacon of hope for these families. Um, so you can go to our website, anybabycansa.org. Um, there's several different ways to get involved. Thank you so much. Would it be all right if I pray with you before we yes. close? I really appreciate you coming by today and um educating us on what all that you do. It's so much more than I think most people realize that you all cover. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for Elise and um, all of her team and staff and all of the people that you are touching through her organization. We just pray your blessing over each one of them and for you to provide both financially and physically the needs that they face day to day. Lord God, we thank you for loving us and for caring about families and about children. And you created each one of them uniquely in your image. And we thank you and we trust you that you will help us to utilize our skills, our abilities and finances to help bless your children. It's in Christ's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Elise, thank you so much for coming down today and talking with us about the incredible work that Any Baby Can does. The families you serve deserve all the kindness, patience, and assistance they can get, and we are grateful that y'all are providing it. We'd also like to thank our listeners. We hope you've been encouraged by the work being done in our community to improve the lives of our neighbors. You can catch our episodes anywhere you get podcasts or by visiting Baptist Health Foundation at San Antonio's website, bhfsa.org forward slash together for good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits in our area. God bless and take care, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.